Hey, I'm Max. And I'm Cade. Hey, Cade. I heard you just spilt a bunch of wine all over your favorite shirts. Well, Max, I am quite the oaf when it comes to drinking. I tried to hold my pinky up and things didn't turn out the way I had anticipated. But uh, I went online, got some new shirts at onceuponatea.net. And for those of you who do not know what onceuponatea.net is, uh, Once Upon a Tea offers you the chance to support artists and their designs on things such as men's and women's apparel, posters, blankets, tote bags, coasters, and a whole lot more. Every week they offer brand new designs inspired by movies, TV shows, video games, and more. They're giving us the chance to save you, the listener, 10% while shopping at onceuponatea.net by entering promo code RAGCHEW at checkout. That's promo code RAGCHEW for 10% off. Support independent artists and, of course, the podcasts by shopping at onceuponatea.net. Now, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Rad Chew, and if you are as curious as a kitty cat as I am, you can follow us over on social media at Rag Chew Podcast. I'm Max, and Moses had the first tablet that could connect to the cloud. And I'm Cade, and playing electronic dance music, otherwise known as EDM, has been known to ward off mosquitoes due to the very high and very low frequencies, as well as excessive loudness and constantly escalating pitch. It discourages the yellow fever mosquito from biting victims and mating, and makes me want to blow my brains out. (laughs) Sounds like it discourages you as well, Cade. (laughs) Uh, You could say that. You could say that. We, uh... We actually went, I don't know if I ever told you this, we went to a brunch one time, and this was like probably three or four years ago, and uh, this guy shows up, and uh, you know, he's got like a music rig or whatever, and it's probably like this, he's mid-60s, like older white guy, kind of fat, uh, didn't necessarily look like he belonged with the scene that was happening, you know? And so uh, my friend who's there uh, gets up and he says... Um, so what kind of music are you going to play? And this guy says, smooth EDM. Wait, there's and such thing as smooth EDM? There's not. I just want to, <laughs> I just, based off of what he played, that I, if that's smooth EDM, then I, I don't know, man. But we were all very perplexed. And then it was like super loud. And then, so my wife gets up at one point, because we're just trying to have a conversation, you know, at brunch. And says, <laughs> um, hey, uh, do you mind turning it down just a little bit? And he's like, what are you, old? <laughs> Get off my lawn. I can, you it know, was, all uh, I can just imagine is this guy spinning some sick beats while you guys are trying to try and just eat brunch, have a nice time and talk, and you're hearing... Yeah, you know? he, was, he was doing his best, but it, I'm telling you, it was definitely not uh, Sunday morning, you know, nursing any sort of hangover kind of brunch music, in my personal opinion. <laughs> Yeah, so he can try again as far as I'm concerned. Jeez, what are you, old, Cade? God, uh, calm down, man. Well, yeah, I guess you so. You got called old by a 60-year-old man. How does that make you feel, man? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if he was having a midlife crisis that he like. He just figured that, it, hey, listen, if I bump some sick beats for the kids, then uh, maybe uh, things will work out for me. <laughs> but uh, it was just like, I don't know. It's... It's not my deal anyways when it comes to music. And uh I you know, I just think that maybe that was the wrong setting. Let me <laughs> tell you, the only thing like the guy that's going through my head right now 
is the old guy from the old Six Flags commercials. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That's all that's going through my head. So all I could picture is this guy with like headphones, over-the-head headphones, like flip backwards, and he's only got one of them over his ear. And he's spinning some sick turntables. And oh, you, yeah. And all I could picture is Cade coming over and being like, hey, dude, um, can you turn it down a little bit? And and he'd be like, what are you, old? And then he starts break dancing. That's all I can picture. Yeah, he know? did. He thought it was funny because he turned it up a little. Like, when he said <laughs> that. And then, yeah, it wasn't that funny, personally. It's just sitting there. I mean, we were just trying to have a conversation. That's the that's the deal. We weren't at the club <laughs> trying to, you know, twerk it out or anything. It was... It was, uh, yeah, I don't know. God, that's funny, man. That's I really I, funny. I just pictured this Mr. Magoo-looking guy, you know? That's yeah. All. The, you, you weren't, like, I would take the Six Flags guy, give him longer hair, and pack on about 120 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Did this guy ever say his name? I'm really curious. No, I don't remember what it was. It was at this place in downtown Orlando called 310 Lakeside, though. Um, so I'm sure if I did enough research, I could find out uh, and and post a, a stay away from where this guy goes to message. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. I guess he'd been doing it for a, a minute. Either that or he came across some inheritance money because his equipment didn't look like it was very cheap. So. Did you, did I ever tell you that I was a DJ at one point? Did I ever say that? I don't know you if I didn't. ever mentioned that. Well, were you like actually a DJ or did you buy a DJ Hero for Xbox? <laughs> no, I was actually a DJ at one point. I uh, worked for a company. It was the largest mobile entertainment company in the uh, state of Florida. And um, I had just jumped into it. I know in the past I've talked about I've worked technical theater and everything else. And it only seemed natural. I was looking for like some tech gig to do something. And uh, I started working as a DJ. But when I originally jumped in, I thought I was just going to work as a tech. So just set up the lights, tearing down truss, putting them up, that kind of stuff. Easy, simple stuff. Right. But I, they were like, you have a personality to be a DJ, so we want to train you into it. So I was like, okay. Um, I did a couple weddings. I did a couple weddings. Um, I really didn't do it for that long. It was like three or four months. It wasn't too, too long. Um, I worked a couple proms and that kind of stuff. And that's about it. Um, I really didn't have a DJ name or anything. They just knew me by my first and last name. And that's about it. And I just did a couple weddings. And it was it was cool. It was actually a lot of fun. It was, I mean, but I didn't do any sick beats or anything except for <laughs> dropping like Usher's Yeah, you know. But it's so funny. Nowadays, I can, uh, even when, so I, it was really cool. And shout out to my, my good friend Arnaldo, uh, who was my boss, actually. Uh, DJ'd our wedding for free, which was really, really nice of him. Um, and he's an amazing, amazing DJ. But now whenever I go to clubs or I go to anything, I am now super nitpicky because he taught me how to do everything. Basically, like smooth transitions, matching up your BPMs, which are your beats per minute. Um, everything else, making sure that you're not having an awkward transition into like a really, really fast song to like a really, really slow song. Um, taught me everything. And I, now I'm really, really nitpicky. Whenever I hear a DJ, I go, ooh, that was a weird transition. <laughs> or I'll be like, oh, what was that? And it's awful. And even now, like with my theater experience too, I have the same problem to where like if if something that looks weird on a stage or the first thing when I walk in is I look at the lights, I look at the set, and then if I see something weird, I constantly will pick it out immediately. Like I, I will find something wrong immediately. But I will also admit I'm a really bad critic. I'm... 
an awful critic. I'm very nitpicky, but it's just because throughout my time, I was taught perfection. And if you don't have perfection, you have a problem. No. And yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I was a DJ. I never really got a name. We discussed a name at one point if I would have stayed longer with the company and that kind of stuff. The reason why I left is just um, you had to travel all around Central Florida. So with how much driving and that kind of stuff I was doing, I was like, and eh, I was looking to kind of just stay in one place. Right, right. And then that's how I got into the hospitality industry. But um, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. But we were discussing and it was either going to be uh, DJ, uh, DJ Max Power was going <laughs> to be it or it was going to be uh, DJ Spaceman. But I think DJ Spaceman was taken because there was this oh. big joke about how all... <laughs> Space. Basically, my my boss Arnaldo had said all white people go to space camp if they live in Florida. <laughs> all rich white people, and I was like, <laughs> I was neither rich nor white, but I went to space camp because I was sponsored by it. That's the only reason why. Oh my god! And he was like, No, no, no! Everyone who lives over there goes to space camp, and that was the whole joke. But. You should have, uh, if that would have worked out, you could have worn the uh, the old astronaut helmet, like while you. I could, I'm just picturing you in like full on astronaut suit. Like uh, spinning some sick beats at prom, you know? Well, and that's what, so that's what we all thought is we were like, oh, we could definitely build something off of this. Like this would be fun. And then I quit. So, you know, there's that. Oh, (laughs) well, you know, I'm so sad I didn't get to see you uh, spin the sick beats at brunch. (laughs) So, Kate, it could have been me spinning the sick beats up there, but. Dude, that would have been amazing. You got. uh, Our our friendship would have been much more turbulent start, I have to imagine, if that was. (laughs) Yes. No, man, it was a lot of fun though. I would, it, it, but like I said, it really. I'm now super nitpicky on everything I hear. If I go anywhere, I'm always like, "Ooh, that was rough." And my wife will just look at me every single time. She always gives me this glare, like, "Max, shut up and just enjoy this." Just, you know? just, I can't, I can't enjoy it. <laughs> you screwed it up, okay? <laughs> oh, that's oh good man! Stuff. Well, yeah. fun facts of the day, man. The more, uh, the more you know. The, the more, more you know. You with know. Max. With <laughs> with space DJ Spaceman over DJ here. DJ Spaceman, yep, that's it, bro, that's it. Oh my god. So, Cade, I gotta let you know. Uh, well, at least give you some good news here. Um, I'm proud to announce my wife and I did not kill each other while building my grill. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Your your certificates in the mail, sir. I'll have. Thank you. If you would if you wouldn't mind sending it over, I will hang it on my wall proudly right above my grill. No problem. No problem. Uh, so did you test it out yet? Is everything work? I have not. I kid you not. By the time we finished it, um, and because it took about two, it was almost two hours on the dot for us to finish it, and it wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be. Like a lot of people were saying. Oh my gosh, it gets really complicated, but we did make one stupid error, and I'm really glad it was easily reversible, so we built the entire base, had attached everything, we were literally at the last part where you just put the grease pan underneath it, and ta-da, you're finished, you know, and then attach the propane tank, propane, Um, (laughs) attach the propane tank, and you're done, and... uh, I, we looked at it, and my, my wife goes to put slide the grease pan in, and she's like, well, that's not that easy to put in. And she was having to, like, awkwardly, like, put it in over the top of, like, a metal bar and stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. And so we're staring at, because, you know, all you have is pictures, which is so stupid. 
You just have pictures of things, so it's not like a clear description of, hey, this is your piece. And nothing was labeled at all. There was no, like, piece one, two, three, and four. You had to look at the piece of paper that was like, here's all of your pieces, and here's all the numbers. Good luck, you know, in finding out which one is which. Jeez. Um, That's rough. It was a little stupid, but we figured it out. But we realized we had put the, uh, I guess the, they call it the firebox. So basically, you put all, we put that backwards on the legs so oh. at least it was easy we just had to undo four screws and just turn it the other way and ta-da we were done ta-da so, but i remember we looked at each other and we were like we really hope this is easy to redo because this is going to be awful if we have to tear all of this apart yeah i would uh i would think so i'm glad it was easy uh to redo because um yeah, grills uh, are not super easy to put together to begin with, I guess, depending on what you do. Uh, so I am impressed you guys were able to get it done with just the one uh, little snag there that uh, you, it was easily fixed. Yeah, well, I was trying to be as precise as I could, you know what I mean? I tr- follow all the directions. Which way is this facing? Which way is that facing? Yeah, Everything yeah, I mean, else. something that um, produces fire and runs on gas, you know, you don't want any sort of uh, snafus with that or... Um, you may not have hair anymore, <laughs> so on and so forth. So I completely understand. Yeah, no, it went together. But I was so mad because we went to go. We were like, we were so hard set on, okay, we're going to make chicken on it tonight and we'll make something on it. It was pouring rain. And if anyone who is listening is, isn't from Florida, it's been pouring rain, like almost nonstop the past couple of days. And if it does stop, it's super sunny. And then come the afternoon, it just pours until like eight nine o'clock at night yep. um so we were going to cook on it and we were like yeah no it's pouring rain and we have a porch but like the roof is too high or too low so it would just get black and completely ruined after a certain amount of time so we have to go do it outside um but yeah i was really disappointed so what we're talking today Cade, of going out and i told my wife i'm gonna grill burgers for uh, lunch today so that's right, the brother. plan because Heck we really yeah. need to break it in. Yeah, know? man, you gotta you gotta put that thing to the test. Make sure it's gonna get the job done. Exactly, exactly. I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited. I, you know, my my grill master powers get to kick in, and I actually I haven't used a grill, and I'm gonna say five six years. I've just oh, been cooking wow. on a stovetop. Yeah. Oh man, once you once you get in there and you uh, get the taste and you get the itch, you're gonna try to find ways to come up with recipes for grilled stuff that's i mean it's funny that you just got your grill and put it together my mom uh just got one as well and put hers together and she's been uh, after the first cook has been absolutely obsessed so uh, probably like four to five nights a week has been trying to find a way to grill stuff uh because she um was has been without uh since she basically left jacksonville or slightly even before that which was i guess uh, roughly around the same time as i guess since you've used one and so you're going to get the same itch, man. You're going to go for it. And uh, lots of lots of good recipes. And, uh, you know, off, off air, of course, if you need any suggestions, let me know, sir. I have plenty, plenty. Okay, don't tip me like that, man. I'm feeling it. I'm I feeling you. it. You know what some of my favorite things are? Ah. And the hidden gems are like grilled fruit. I know that oh, sounds yeah, really man. weird. Grilled pineapple. I was just about to say that. Grilled pineapple is so good. Absolutely oh my gosh. Amazing. Wait, Kate. Are you a pineapple on pizza kind of guy? I am. Thank you. Oh I my am. god. Yeah, it's oh. uh 
Pineapple on pineapple on everything, basically. Pineapple on pizza is amazing. Uh, you know what's really funny about pineapple on pizza is that when I was a kid, my parents never ordered pineapple on pizza, and uh, a buddy of mine, Kenneth Carnes, I don't know, I don't think, I don't know if he listens to this. We're still friends on Facebook, but um, at the time, I went to go spend uh, the night at his house, like one of the first times I ever did, uh, and I, I must have been around eight or eight or nine years old, I guess, and uh, he. His mom ordered pizza, and uh, it was pineapple and pizza. And I'm like, what the F is this? Like, this is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. And I, I was just – and I wasn't a picky eater, but I wasn't willing to give it a chance at first. So I just kind of kept picking it off. I was like, this is dumb. And every time I'd go spend the night, you ordered the same thing. And uh, so I'm like, oh, God. So uh, after probably like the fourth or fifth time, I was like, all right, I'll try it. You know, like how bad can it be? And I uh, took a bite and uh, revolutionary moment in my life uh, at, at that time when I was like, pineapple on pizza is the stuff of elegant people and gods. <laughs> and uh, those folks out there who don't like it, because there's always going to be that debate, does pineapple go on pizza? The short answer is yes. Um, if the, you answered no, then I'm sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> but it's uh it's so good man i love pineapple on everything i just made i i grilled some mahi uh i don't i think it was a week or two ago and i made a homemade pineapple salsa and put the pineapple sauce over the top Ooh, boy it was banging man. it was banging I, I i agree with you i think the, the first experience i had with pineapple on pizza i think i was at a friend's house and i had a hawaiian pizza and i think with you I, i've always been I'm a big guy, so I'm willing to eat anything. I'm really actually pretty flexible on anything I eat. Somebody puts it in front of me. I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, and I think someone had Hawaiian pizza, and I tried it, and I was like, wow, this is really good. And from then on, I just constantly – I've always done pepperoni and pineapple yes. is what I've done because I feel like it's just the perfect combination on a pizza. It is. The traditional Hawaiians like Canadian bacon and pineapple, and it's good, but uh, I agree with you in the avenue that there's just something about the pepperoni, the additional uh, flavor that you get from it. Like, I don't feel like you taste the Canadian bacon that much. Exactly. Um, yep. And and so it's the pepperoni is, is very unique. So um, here we are, mid-episode, uh, and we bonded over something new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been able to Canadian bacon. I just I can't get into it, man. It doesn't do anything for me. It really doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll eat it. I eat it on on the regular. I just don't think that it really provides uh, flavor. If that's what, um, and that's the moral of the stories. If you're looking for, uh, you know, flavor, I guess, which is important when you eat things. Uh, <laughs> if you like to enjoy it, I'm. I got this from my mom, but my mom's a huge foodie and loves to cook and try different things and. Uh, I just joked with her not that long ago because uh, I like to do the same, and especially during our time away from work and quarantine and working from home and stuff like that. I, I've tried a lot of new things, and uh, and I really enjoyed cooking, and I've got into different stuff. And I joked with her recently, like, "Hey, did you ever think it was going to be your son and not your two daughters that were uh, into cooking and trying different stuff?" And she said, uh, at, uh, "Quote the exact quote was." Hell no. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've mentioned it in another, in an older, older episode. And my brother is like really, really good at cooking. He's like excellent at cooking. Yeah. Me, I just, I don't have that drive to cook. I know that sounds really weird, but I'm just, 
I'm not one of those guys. Like, sure, I, if I have to, if I have to cook on the grill, or if my wife wants me to, or she wants burger, you know, something along those lines of steaks, I'll do it. But I've never been like a, oh my gosh, you know what I really want to do? I really want to cook today. And I know some people love doing it. I just, I'm, I'm not into it, you know? There's some things for some people, and others, there's not, you know? Yeah, I understand, man. Totally understand. Yeah, my wife is trying to get me into, well, I guess it's, my uncle is like a big, big hiker. He loves hiking. He backpacks a lot. He's, uh, I think, biked in, or I think he wants to bike Yosemite, but he's, uh, bike, backpack Yosemite. That would be really cool. Um, yeah, he's, well, he's done some really actually big hikes. I can't remember exactly where. Um, I know he's done one, like, real, he was gone for like three or four days, and they actually had to have food dropped into um i guess in different spaces throughout their trip because if there was literally no one who could bring them out food and then they couldn't carry the food with them wow um yeah and he did it i think he was there for about four days three or four days but he's like a serious backpacker that's just what he likes to do that's his hobby that's what he likes to do ain't nothing wrong with that my wife is trying to get into it because the other day we were all sitting around talking around the table and she was like Max, I think we should go on a hike. I think we should go backpacking. My uncle's like, yeah, I can plan out a route. You know, we can go to the Smokies or something. You know, we can do something not too, too intense, but we can do something cool. And I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I am not a hiking guy. I was like, as, as much as I like the views and I think it's really cool. And if it's like, I, I don't know, when I go to Colorado or I go to other places like that, I'll do it. But it's not like when I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I want to I, I want to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Let me get out of bed and go hiking. Exactly. I'm just I'm not that kind of guy. And um, I will admit, like I, you've heard me in past episodes, I like to do different kind of physical work. I like to, you know, I don't know whether it's working at yard or cutting stuff or doing woodworking stuff like that. That's what I enjoy. Versus, I am not like a man. I am gonna go tromp through the woods today, kind of guy. Right. That's understandable. I mean, I, I'm with you in that avenue that I like. I like nature and I like being around nature, and I think it'd be fun to go on like a you know a camping trip of sorts. But like, um, I don't know. I don't know how much of a a boner it gives me to think about like, hey, let me walk extremely <laughs> long distances and in that avenue, you know. Like, I don't know. I, like you said, I don't get out of bed and, and think that look, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, not that I haven't done it and not enjoyed it when I do it, but it's not, you know, top priority, I guess. See, you could exactly. Say. Exactly how you said it is exactly how I feel, which is like, it's not like I hate when I do it. And, and, you know, if I've done it before, sure, it was nice. It was cool. I liked their views. I, it was kind of cool to walk around, but it's not like this is something I really, really want to do. When I was younger though, I said, I really wanted to climb Mount Everest at one point in my life, just cause after watching all the videos and everything else. But I don't think I could ever do that, thinking about it now, because I've heard that is brutal. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. It's it's. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Came out a few years back, Everest. Um, about uh, it was about. Well, it was about climbing Everest. Uh, go figure. But uh, <laughs> it was about uh, a, a guide, I guess. I think he ended up. I don't want to spoil it for you, actually, but uh, it was very interesting, the movie Everest, but it gives you a really good idea into how difficult that really is, and, and a lot of people have to uh, do mad training just to get to that point because the altitude's crazy. Like, uh, uh, it's just, yeah, it's wild, man. It's it's 
with the the trailer used to be like, uh, oh, how do you feel about climbing up to the cruising altitude of a seven forty seven? Um, That's and, just crazy. Which is wild. So, yeah, man, it's it's tough. It's it's a rough rough thing, and I don't have any desire to ever really want to do that. Um, but I think it's really cool the people who were able to do it and come back down. It's it's a pretty extraordinary feat. So yeah. Well, don't you have to bring oxygen containers with you too? I think, I think they. I think they have so people. Thin. Yeah, they. I don't think. I think they bring it, uh, for people who's like really struggle when they get there because there's like a camp, below the summit, and then they go to the summit and then come back down to that camp. I guess, uh, the way that it's set up, if I'm not mistaken, and they can only go to the summit if conditions are like perfect. So even yes. if you go climb Everest, there's no guarantee when you uh, get started that you're even gonna get to the top. You. Uh, I was reading some article not too terribly long ago about some lady who on her like fourth try finally got to go to the top, which Dang. is kind of wild. That's just crazy, man. It's, it's see, and I always said I wanted to do it just because I thought, wow, you know, to be able to tell someone, oh yeah, I climb Mount Everest, you know, yeah. like how cool does that sound? Or I've always said I would want to go to Antarctica. I don't know why, but because I feel like it's just that pure thing of, you get to tell people, yeah, I've been to Antarctica, and they go, "Really? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah." It's it just very sounds... icy down there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of ice. Um, yeah. It's really cold. Um, but I, I don't know. It sounds like something interesting and something yeah. that I guess you could be able to live and say that you did. You know? Yeah. The only thing kind of wild about that is that like you got to take uh, like a minimum of two weeks off of work just to go do it because I think the total climb up and down is like ten days. What Everest? Yeah really yeah it's it's wild it's um uh you know you go to nepal is where um i think the uh the base camp is to get started but it takes quite a bit of time to get up and get back down wow 10 days that's a lot of work man and think about how much mileage you have to go in that amount of time yep yep and uh it's it, you you got to work really hard to not make a ton of progress, which is crazy. That's why yeah. it takes as long as it does. And 10 days, I'm not 100% sure if that's a slight exaggeration or not. I want to say it's around that, though, if I'm not mistaken, based on uh, speaking to um, someone who has done it. But, uh, yeah, our CIO at work um, has done it. Really? Yeah, he's done, he's done uh, I think, all seven. Of like the tallest peaks, yeah, the tallest peaks. I'm not Holy mistaken. crap! Yeah, man. he's crazy into it. He's he he can't do it anymore. I guess he's got a um, you know, a medical issue now that prevents him from doing it anymore. But he's like one of those extreme climbing enthusiasts, a super nice guy, which is why our motto at work is climbing higher. Go figure. I I, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yes, indeed. Yes, man, indeed. that's crazy because yeah. that's all that goes through my mind is to how much you'd have to push yourself and your body, right, to be able to climb something like that, the the beast like that, and push for, in this case, Everest, push for 10 days. Yeah. And, 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 and you can't stop, you know. You have this goal set in mind and you go. But then I, I think about, okay, what would, <laughs> what would you do if you get close to the top and you just can't go? Like your body wouldn't let you, you know. I'm sure it happens. I got to imagine yeah. it happens all the time. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably right, because there's a pro- lot of people who probably their bodies just give up on them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt Dang. it at all. That's just, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Indeed yeah, that's would. why I've always said I would love to do 
some sort of feat like that. Like, I don't know. So even if it's just as simple as going to Antarctica and spending a night or something. Yeah, just to just, say, just something cool. I've done it, you know? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've been where a lot of people have not been. Check this out, you know? Check it out, bro. Check it out. You know, there's something interesting. I think I... I think I know. I think I know about I I uh, Antarctica. I think it's split up, isn't it? Like, it's split up between different countries who own quadrants of it. I don't think anyone owns, like, Antarctica, but I think there's different quadrants that are owned by different countries or something. Um, I, I've heard of this, where it's, like, chunked out, where, like, Russia owns... This might be the North Pole. I might be wrong. No, but I know, you're, like, you're correct. It, uh, am I right? Yeah, there are seven sovereign states who have territorial claims in Antarctica. Argentina, Australia, uh, Chile, France, New Zealand, Norway, and the United Kingdom. Whoa, so we don't even own a piece of it? No, we do not. What? That's surprising to me. They don't have any oil down there, so we're, you know. <laughs> so we don't care enough. So we're minding our own business for once. <laughs> That's uh, crazy to me. I would think that we would be one of the first people who'd be like, mm, I'm going, you know. Yeah, you would. So they're sovereign states. So does that mean if I step foot on that property, do I have to be a citizen in order to step foot on that property? Or um, I don't know. It's just a territorial claim. So I'm not 110 percent sure how that works. Uh, well, could I set a territorial claim and call it Mexico or something? You, I'm sure you could. Uh, I'm looking at a map of the territorial claims right now, and the biggest, the most property, and it's not even close, is Australia. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, there's is there's is there's is massive. There's is also actually split. Like France has like a little sliver like in the middle of Australia's like giant. Australia's is no kidding, probably more than half of the total landmass. What? Yeah. It's uh it's kind of crazy looking. Um but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't want to waste too much time trying to find out, but I'll update you guys the next time we get together and talk. I'll do some research and figure it out and uh yeah, it's. I'm not sure how that works. Territorial claims. If you, yeah, let me stamp my passport to go to this other piece. You know, I'm not because sure. that's what I'm thinking about. Like, obviously, there's no customs there, so you know, there's what are you gonna do? But can I set foot onto land that's owned by not owned by, but is a claim by Chile and a claim by Argentina? But is it patrolled? Like. I don't know what what says I'm I'm allowed to go there and what says I'm not allowed. Yeah. To go there. Okay. So instead of waiting till next time, I, I got I have some information now. So Ooh. there's something that exists called the Antarctic Treaty. Uh, the Antarctic Treaty and related agreements regulate international relations with respect to Antarctica, which is Earth's only continent without a native human population. So the treaty has now been signed by 48 countries, including the UK, the US. And even the now defunct Soviet Union, uh, the treaty set aside Antarctica as a scientific preserve, established freedom of scientific investigation, and banned military activity on that continent. Um, so it sounds like uh, if you're there for scientific investigation, that the territories don't necessarily matter. It's just a claim of space hmm. more than an actual, you know, anything. Now I'm curious if, if I have to file a permit or something to that country stating I'm going there for a science... Re you know what I mean? Uh, something that proves... I wouldn't doubt that. Dang. Now I'm really curious. That that sounds interesting. That's an interesting... I, I don't know. I, I could wormhole this thing forever. I could keep asking hypothetical questions forever, Cade. But I think we'd, uh, we'd eventually uh, tire ourselves out like climbing Mount Everest and get uh, really exhausted. <laughs> easily. Yeah, we'll spend 10 days on that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I think we're getting close to wrapping this thing up, but there's uh, the only thing I have to say, Cade, is um, just in case you do go to Everest, you might want a cool t-shirt. So um, you might want to check out onceuponatea.com and use promo code RAGJU. Uh, just don't forget about that. Well, of course. 10% off. 10%. You know, and support podcasts. 10% is pretty darn good. That That's is. And you know how many shirts you could get with that, Cade? While climbing Mount Everest? You could wear one for every day. Every day. Every single day. But go check it out. Cade, you got a uh, quote to finish us off here, my good sir? Yeah, man. I got one for you. Uh, a, a special one that meant something to me. Is my grandpa, uh, when I was younger and even up till the day he died, used to uh, have a little something he liked to tell me. And I never knew where it came from until... Uh, not the last time I visited, but the time before that, he presented me with a nice plaque that had the saying on it, and uh, he signed the back of it for me, so I have it hanging on my wall. But uh, he used to always say, um, here's to a long life and a merry one, a quick death and an easy one, a pretty girl and a true one, and a cold beer and another one. Is that, is that, I, I, that's from, I know a song that has that in it, I feel like. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I'm no crazy, idea. but I don't know. Huh. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, hope you guys have a great week. And uh, don't forget to go follow us over on social media at Rag2 Podcast. And uh, Mr. Howard Dean, let's hear it. Take it away. Oh. Yeah.